This show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter glory, the code word glory, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and coffee mugs. I didn't do anything it, with I it I was time. so close. I didn't do anything with it. Silently put that mug down I, I like a silenced. fucking ninja. It's like I was on David Smalley's show or something. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm on David Smalley's show. <laughs> And irreverence to any topic that makes the news, <laughs> makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And we're in Australia right now. Yeah. Well, no, actually, this show's going to drop before we leave. Oh, it so is. So this show will drop on Monday. I am mentally already yeah. done. The next show we record in a, about an hour <laughs> will drop when we're in Australia. In Australia. Um, but yeah, this one is this one's actually from this week. Well, that's great uh, because if you're one of our Australian listeners and you are thinking if there's still tickets about going to Skepticon, you should go. You should go to Skepticon. We yeah, will be there. We'll be there the whole damn time. And we're going to be uh, at the get together the night before on Friday. We'll be there. Uh, we're going to be closing out the first day on the main stage doing a Cogdis Live, which is super exciting. Then we're going to be at the dinner where Eli Bosnick is going to entertain people by pulling cards out of his asshole. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then oh, the next morning, the way. next morning he like pulls a whole entire orange out of his ass. <laughs> Was this your card? <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, the, uh, the next morning we're going to be on the other stage doing citation. Needed. We are very exciting. So, First ever First live ever show, live show. Citation needed. So we're gonna have a, a very busy couple of weeks. Well, the next after that, Tom and I are after that, Tom and I are, are gonna split ways. He and Haley are gonna head off. Sarah and I are gonna head off. Tom's going to do his thing. I'm gonna go visit New Zealand for a week and then I'm gonna come back to Australia. And so we're looking forward to a nice long trip away. Yeah. We'll be returning the day of David Smalley's. Podcastathon, and it is a podcastathon. Podcastathon this time, and the charity this time. Yep, Modest Needs. What a great charity Modest Needs is. It's just so you know we raised money for Modest yeah. Needs through Bulgarity for charity last year, and we had Keith on. You remember? Yeah. Remember we had Keith yeah, on. Absolutely. The, absolutely, he's the guy who started Modest Needs, and I mean, like I have been moved very few times as profoundly, seriously, yeah. as profoundly as listening to yeah. his story. It's it's an incredible organization. He's an amazing. The guy is an amazing human being. Absolutely. If the world were full of that guy, yeah, we'd have a lot less fucking problems. Absolutely. And I know I'm gonna just head it off like right here. Like I know there are some people who are uncomfortable for a variety of reasons. David Smalley, that's fine. That's your prerogative. That's your deal. 
But modest needs is not something to be uncomfortable with. Absolutely. I will give time and attention all the time to modest needs. It's just an amazing organization. For sure. So uh, we're probably going to be matching money. We're not sure how much it's going to be, but we're probably going to be matching money during our hour. At this point, 10 a.m. Chicago time on the 3rd. So it's the Sunday, the 3rd, 10 a.m. Uh, it should be a good time. Uh, we love to make David Smalley sweat. So <laughs> it should be fun. Uh, the whole time he's going to have his hand over the seven second button to bounce us out of there. I, so. I think, it, it, I mean, it's it's great to have that little man get even greasier. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you wouldn't yeah. think he could. Yeah. But, but we're going to, we're going to be matching some fun. So if you have an opportunity to donate during our hour and you want to donate, donate to modest needs, which is a very worthy charity. Um, that would be a great time to donate during that hour. Uh, like we said, we'll be matching funds during that hour. So you're going to want to, uh, you're going to want to tune in during that hour and then also donate so that, uh, so that you can basically double your money that hour. Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Yeah. Hmm. Abortions for some, miniature American flags for others. Yeah. So this story is from Right Wing Watch. House subcommittee holds hearing on near total abortion ban, citing changing courts under Trump. Um, you know, this is this is pretty much what it sounds like. Um, this is the Heartbeat Protection Act. And we talked about the Heartbeat Protection Act sure. previously. Yeah, yeah. You know, what What strikes me here is that they're already setting the play, Yeah. right? Um, we're seeing this more and more. They're already setting the play to overturn Roe v. Wade, right? So what they need is they need to introduce legislation that will ultimately be challenged, move up to the courts, have the courts make a new decision, mm -hmm. right? This is the, for them, this is their Brown versus Board moment, Right. You know, so they had we Brown Brown versus Board is the is the decision that basically reversed Plessy versus Ferguson, um, and and that this is they're waiting for their decision, which will ultimately reverse Roe versus Wade, and they're setting the stage by introducing legislation that they know right now yeah. won't make it. He right? even says at one point he's like, "We know by the Constitution." I'm thinking right now it's in Constitution. Right, right now. It's not a thing. According to the court's interpretation, yeah, yeah. this is this will absolutely yeah. get struck down. They're just counting. Can you imagine being like Ginsburg? You're like, you're looking at it like, you passed legislation counting somebody, on me dying. Somebody knocks on her door and just taps on their uh -huh, watch. Right. Like, come on, lady, let's get on with it. You're just yeah. like, I'm yeah. here. Well, it's not just her. There, we looked at that at the at the oh, court. A fun. lot of these people are really old. Um, there's a few younger people in their fifties mm -hmm. and sixties, but a lot of them are Obama appointees. And so the ones that, that, that are starting to die, I mean, there's a, you know, Ginsburg of course is the oldest person on the, on the court, but I think and in the world, yeah, incidentally, you know, <laughs> she's actually Hitler from last week. Or whatever. She's so old. <laughs> she's so old. She's so born in the 1890s or whatever oh my the God. fuck it was. But, uh, it, it is exactly as you say, they're, they're basically saying, look, what we're going to do is we're going to pass this legislation. It'll bounce around throughout this stuff. It'll have to work its way up the courts. And we expect by the time it gets to you that we have already, and this, this is that corn goblin who's talking, right? Steve King. He had said, we expect to replace two of them by then. Yeah. And the court, if it replaces two, let oh, me remind it's six, people three now it's, it's right now it's, it's, it's not six, three, it's five, four. Oh no, it would be a six, yeah. three. Yeah. It'd be right? a seven. It'd be a seven, two. Cause it's five, four now it's five, four, it's five, four conservative. If oh, they yeah, replace one of those two, guys kind of a swing, if yeah. they replace two, let's say they replace two in the sense that they replace 
like two Democrats or can two I, Demo like left-leaning people. Can I ask you a quick question? Mm -hmm. If it's 5-4 conservative now, why wouldn't they feel comfortable bringing it to the court now? I, I think that people, I think that right now, like you said, there's a swing, there's a switch hitter yeah. who may vote on their, not vote on their side. But if they, if they replace Ginsburg and then another left-leaning judge, right. then you're fucked. That's it. Then you're fucked. Yeah, the, if, that, if that happens... The court the, is the, fucked. The court is fucked for years. A generation. At least a generation. Yeah. A, there's a yeah. generation of decisions yeah. which are going to just, yeah. dist I mean, they're going to fuck us over yeah. so hard. Yeah. He's talking about in this and about abortion on demand. And it's, it reminds me of like text abort to five, five, five. <laughs> you know, I got to say though, like abortion on demand is better than an abortion where you have to sit through all the commercials. That's true. You, you know? know, Comcast, it's on the Comcast menu now. It's all <laughs> It's all condom you commercials. Like, you, you, You're like, yeah, now I watch this commercial. <laughs> you hold up the Comcast remote. And I don't know if yours has this, but my Comcast remote now, you press down a button and you could talk into it. So you're just like, what? I would like an abortion. <laughs> it's like Siri, you know? So yeah, abortion on demand. And they also in this, uh, there's a tweet, which I fucking love. Oh my God, this is amazing. There's a tweet. They brought a sonogram in and set it on the chair. And it said, and this is from a person by the name, by the name of Renee Bracey Sherman, who said, wow, the GOP save a seat for a sonogram in this hearing, but not for those of us who have abortions and need health care. God damn. That's so true. You yeah, know, they right. put a fucking sonogram and you had said, remember when they did the, 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 the stunt with all the shoes? Yeah, right. The baby shoes. Yeah, right. Like everybody brought baby shoes, a bunch of like These a whole, baby shoes represent a dead baby or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And it's like, well, not so much, actually. <laughs> Why don't they just put like Petri dish slides down? Right, that's you know the what thing. I mean? like, it would be amazing if they were true to life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I brought in uh, 50 million baby shoes. Oh, okay. Uh, were they all sized appropriately to the yeah. microscopic fetus yeah. that was... <laughs> Really? Because you could fit them in a fucking small backpack. You have like, like little nano shoes. Right? <laughs> I said, oh, oh, you know what? It needs feet in order to have shoes. You can't even measure because it hasn't developed feet yet. This fucking band, though, when they're talking about the heartbeat, Tom, oh, it's three it's total to five weeks. Yeah. That's just a ban on abortion. It's a ban on abortion. That's just a Because you're not going to find out three weeks in. You're not going to find out you're pregnant. Three to five. I mean, no that, when I looked it up, I was like, holy shit, three to five yeah. weeks? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And this is all this is, is just, I mean, we've talked about it many times, but this really is just them shaming women for their own sexuality. You know, and see, so that, that concept, you know, really, it really brings um, up this, this other article. This is from the intercept house GOP simultaneously pushes for the new abortion ban. We just talked about and an end to the adoption tax credit. Yeah. And, and you can tell right there that this has nothing to do with the well being of human beings. Right. Because really like baby is just a subset of human. Sure. If you give a shit about the well-being of other people, you don't. The adoption tax credit says, "Fuck those kids." Yeah, fuck them. That's exactly what it says. It says, "Fuck them." We don't yeah. care. Make them. You know, we need them to be born because we want to shame women for their sexuality, yep. right? Yep. So let's make sure that women face the consequences, so to speak, and that's in quotes. Yeah. The consequences of their sexual behaviors, right? As if they're the only ones who are engaging in this sexual behavior, but right? But don't make it easy for the kids right. to find a family later. There's nothing And to do don't make kids. it easy for the for the families to find kids that they can raise later. Right. It has nothing to do with that because if you're taking away those credits, and these credits are substantial, yep. man. Yeah. These are not like, this is not just, 
okay, I saved a couple dollars on my taxes. This is thousands of dollars right. you can write off every year. Because the, yeah, yeah. the cost of adopting is massive. It's, it's incredible. outrageous the yeah. amount of money you have to pay to, to adopt. And Which, which is crazy to me because I would pay the same to get rid of my kids. <laughs> and the corporations, what's crazy is like businesses will sometimes subsidize this. Yeah. And now you're going to be taxed if they subsidize it. So I, that's crazy. Like, not only would they subsidize it, be like, yeah, we're, we're going to try to make sure just like they would, you know, pay for somebody, you know, because they're going to have to pay with your, you know, when you're with your health insurance, where they pay for your health insurance. So they're already paying for you to have a kid technically, right? right? They're already right. helping you have a child. But in this case, they're just like, yeah, we want to make sure that you have an opportunity. If you can't have children or you don't want to have children for any reason, but you want to have, you want to adopt. Great, we're going to facilitate this for you. We're going to give you a credit on you. You know, we'll make sure that this is credited to you. And now you'd have to pay taxes, taxes as if on. it was income, which is the, the whole the whole thing is just so obviously not about kids. They don't give a fuck about yeah, kids. They don't care. You know, the, the the GOP consistently takes away takes money away from education. Yep. Takes money away from school lunch programs. Takes money away from after school programs. Yep. Takes money away from. Uh, preschool programs. Sure. It takes money away from the adoption yeah. program. Sure. It's, it is constantly like, it, it couldn't care less about kids. It could, I care more about kids and I don't like even my own kids. I'm surprised what they don't uh, subscribe to is trickle down parenting. <laughs> the policies that they have all take away from all the stuff that, that is, that, right. that helps make a society better, right? That helps grow children into better, more, more, conscientious adults, more just better citizens. It grows better citizens. And they cut those programs all the time Constantly. so they can give Constantly. themselves more money. Constantly. And it happens all the time. And I always wonder, I was looking like, why does this happen? Why in the earth would you as a person in the South or wherever, you know, where you're voting Republican and you're poor or you're, you're lower middle class, why would you vote Republican? And the other day I was at a, I was at a seminar, there was a person talking and they were talking about um, social justice issues and whatnot. And the one profound thing that the person said was that the Republican Party, the rich white Republican Party made a pact years ago with the poor white people of this country. They said to him, you know, you can't ever get into our schools. You won't ever get our jobs. You can't ever move into our neighborhoods. But every morning you can wake up and women and black people will be underneath you every yeah. single day. Yeah. And, oh. and the problem is, is that that is starting to change the programs that have been put in over years that have helped those two minorities. I'm speaking of women as a minority, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You well, they're, I mean? they're a power minority, a power right? Minority. Not a numerical. <clears throat> those two minorities have been gaining power throughout right. our, the, the last several years. And look at the backlash that that has caused just in the last few years. Look at how people are reacting to it because they've always had that pact. They've always had that tacit agreement amongst each other that, yeah, you're never going to be like us, but right. you'll at least be able to push somebody around. We can solve a, a, a rather large amount of issues by in terms of like giving women real choices and bringing them into, uh, bringing them into the workforce, closing that wage gap, you know, in bigger numbers. Just by childcare subsidies, child the cost of childcare is so punishingly exorbitant yeah. that it pushes a tremendous number of women out of the workforce and keeps them out of the workforce for a really long period of time. 
And as long the longer you're out of the workforce, the less money you make when yep. you come back yep. into it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? It creates single-income households instead of double-income households. Just don't accelerate at the same rate. In terms of saving for retirement, they don't pump as much money back into the economy. We know it's a worse decision, right? We know there's a hundred reasons why it's a bad decision. The whole reason we don't do it is because we're afraid of women, right? This has nothing to do with children. Again, this has everything to do with making sure that women stay at home. This is the way to make sure that women stay at home. Have a cost of childcare, the burden of which still falls grossly upon women. Have a cost of childcare that is going to eat up the entirety or the vast majority of the money that you're going to make. And you're just going to stay home. Yeah. And you're going to be pushed out of the workforce. You're going to be pushed out of professional development fields. You're just, it, you're totally fucked. And that reduces the opportunity for women in, in social circumstances across the board in terms of what they feel like their options are. You know, they talk about life on other planets. In my opinion, there's nothing but gaseous balls. So this shit's fucking crazy. Uh, this is Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson's weighing in on the Mueller investigation. Huh. Well, that's weird. Uh, he's got some advice for Trump. Oh, okay. Here. Well, let's listen to what he has to say. This is uh, this is one day he'll be a real boy, Pat Robertson. Manafort is an easy target, if I can use that term. Uh, he has clearly been an agent of foreign governments. They have paid him huge amounts of money. That's bad. He shouldn't do that. Or if, he, if he's allowed to do that, he just shouldn't be part of the presidential campaign. Well, right. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. right. Yeah, you know right? what I mean? Like, yeah. like all the stuff that he did is fine as long as he's not trying to influence the president. And uh, the chances are he hasn't appropriately registered uh, as an agent. And so there's a technical violation that they could get Technical violation? Technical violation we call conspiracy against the United States. Uh, that's He makes it sound like he didn't like, oh, it's because he didn't fill out the paperwork. You know, it's like, bullshit. that's some fucking nonsense. That's bullshit. That's some yeah. non, it's not a technicality. Yeah. The guy did not get caught on a yeah. fucking technicality. The guy didn't park on the wrong street because right. the sign was knocked down. Right. You know? it, this is not his fucking TPS report exactly. didn't get filed, right? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And uh, that may be what they're going after in one of his aides. But as far as the White House, not a chance. How do you not fucking yet. know? Not yet. The fuck do you know? I agree with him. Not yet. But I mean, he is a, not a chance. Yeah, not yeah, a chance no, right not now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not a chance, meaning it's impossible that it's going to happen, that there's no chance. We'll see. I don't buy that. We'll see. I think there's a chance. Absolutely. I, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. But this is not a like, well, White House is I know there's a lot of smoke, yeah. but there's exactly. no fire. Exactly. Fuck you. Yeah. And the, there's, an, uh, again, an op-ed today in the newspaper about what the president's power is. He can grant a pardon to everybody involved in this thing. He sure could. Boy, Wouldn't that could he look ever. like something? Boy, could he ever. Wow. Wow. It would just send an atrocious message. And to be, to be fair, he has no, there's no incentive for him to do that. Here's what, here's what Pat Robertson is missing, right? Let's say he doesn't. That doesn't mean that Mueller doesn't, that he just stops investigating. Right. Right. It doesn't mean that this information doesn't become public. It doesn't mean anything except for that they don't go to jail for it, yeah. right? If the if if what Trump is really afraid of is an impeachment, remember that impeachment is not a criminal offense, right? Yeah. It's it's removing this guy from office. So if he gets impeached, it all he could pardon everybody and still get impeached. There's no there's no sense in this. It doesn't stop everything. The other thing that this that that I think about too is so. Tuesday was a big night for Democrats. Yes. Um, the Virginia governorship 
came out. Crazy. A lot of people thought it was a very neck and neck race. Everybody's gun shy after Nate Silver. Everybody's right? gun shy. Right. And uh, and they thought it was going to be a real close race, and it yeah. was not. He nine won by points. nine points. Yeah. Um. The Democrat won, and then they they flipped the House, which they did not think was going to happen there. That's the House there, mm-hmm. not the yeah. not the not the House of the the representatives in the United States government, but the House of Delegates in Virginia was flipped that night. Something like twelve different seats went Republican in Virginia. And first trans woman ever, right? Open trans, like not open trans woman. Cause I think there is a trans woman, but first elected like trans, woman. like because person, yeah. the person who before I think transitioned after they were elected or something like that, okay. because, because I saw there was a correction on it. So it's not the first open to run, but it's the first one to that was that that's something, you know, okay. there's some, yeah, there's right. some designation, but a trans woman elected to government, a woman first time ever, uh, this, this, uh, this black woman ran and she ran up against the guy who, decimated their opponent the previous time, just fucking detonated them by 30 or some points. It was ridiculous. And this woman ran one, one, one. And it was, it was because of a thing that was started that's called run for something. And it's a, it's a, uh, an organization that started up right after the, or right after the last election that wanted to encourage lots of local people to run uh-huh. after the last and the Smart, bunch of yeah. local people were just like, I've never run. Oh, sure. I'll run. And yeah. they ran and they got elected a lot of these. And these, a lot of these people are first timers. They've never been elected to the office before. Yeah. And they're going to be in the Virginia house. And there was a couple of other big things that happened that night, you know, big, big yeah. races. And these are all, this is kind of a fuck you to Trump because Trump had just endorsed this candidate in Virginia. He had just said, go vote for this guy. He's following my lead, blah, 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 blah. And then after and then he, he didn't, loses by nine after points. he loses, <laughs> Trump comes out and says, he never really embraced me. He was never really part of me. He, he always, does, he's, he's done that yeah, so many times. He separates himself from these people. So I feel like, this is getting back to what we're talking about with Mueller. I feel like this is what's going to happen with Manafort is that He's already started to separate himself from Manafort. He's called him a low-level guy. He's not that big a deal. Same thing with the Papadopoulos, low-level guy. Even though at a national security briefing before he was president, Papadopoulos and Manafort are both at the table. (laughs) And Gates. They're all at the same table with him. And you're just like, they're all low-level. And you're like, yeah, but that was a national security thing. Why do you have low-level guys at your national security thing? So, you know what I mean? Like, So he's already separating himself from these guys. So I don't see him like pardoning them like he suggests. But I feel like th- if he does do that, that is just fire on 2020. It is oh just my God. fire, yeah, right? Fire until 2020. People would be so upset. They'd yeah. just be waiting for the moment they could vote him out. Plus, Trump doesn't care what happens to these guys. Why would he pardon them? Pardoning, what does pardoning do? It upsets everybody. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck if these guys go to he jail. Care. Yeah. What the fuck does he care? Yeah. Why? What possible incentive would he have to yeah. pardon people? Yeah, and he's going to deny he's, everything they say anyway right. if they cooperate. Right. So it doesn't matter. The, the investigation continues, and he he's like, it, it'd be like like if you were president, yeah. and we were corrupt together, yeah. you might pardon me, right? Right. You might be like, yeah, Tom's my buddy. Like yeah. I care what happens sure. to him. Yeah. So you're going to pardon me, right? But if you're Trump, you're like, I don't care yeah. what happens to other people. Sure. Yeah. And like the punishment could be he could be burned to death, and Trump would be like, burn him. Yeah. Burn <laughs> I don't him. Care. He's a low level candle. Yeah. Shoot him out of a catapult. Don't give a fuck. Trebuchet his face. Never met him. <laughs> if he wants to, and uh, there's no such thing as the president obstructing justice. If he, uh, if he, uh, yes, there is. Yeah, he could. He can totally obstruct. I just want. I just want to say one word. Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the president can Toast, obstruct justice. Hoats can obstruct justice. And that's what they got him on. 
uh, talks to one of his uh, people in the Justice Department. They're part of the, of the administration's <laughs> force. Uh, that's his side of the of the aisle under the Constitution. So, Doesn't have um, a side of the aisle. I just want to say yeah. the aisle is what separates the Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't separate. It doesn't the separate the president the from governments, Justice Department, <laughs> so that, or whatever, or, or like the legislative branch, or right? <laughs> right? So weird. This whole thing has got to be shut down, and I think because they're going to find out what, stuff. Yeah, I don't want to have to know. Yeah. They call the fruit of the poisonous tree. Uh, we had that in law school. You learned that. that uh, yeah, He had that in law school because he went and sat in law school in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eve gave you that. <laughs> it was a long time You're ago. You're so old. Yeah. Like, you can just see how like his face is starting. Like, <laughs> this guy's face. I might have said this before. He looks like the thing on Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and he's like, Wah! Like, that's your face. He's like, back in my day, we only had one law, and it was don't eat the apple. Actually, that was the one law. Don't eat the poison trees. The, the source is tainted, and everything that comes out of that source is tainted. And Nothing comes out of the taint. Things come from the, yeah, top, the top, from the, the bottom. bottom. The taint you itself. Can, you can get some residual flavor saving going on it's down there. It's true. From different areas, right. right? So, like, you can get a little nutsack in there. <laughs> you can get a little yesterday's chili in there. <laughs> but it doesn't have a flavor of its own. The taint, is, yeah. if the taint is leaking, you've got an anal fissure. The taint <laughs> is a substrate for flavor. It's like mashed potatoes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mashed potatoes are just a vehicle to get salt and butter into your mouth. <laughs> the taint is just a vehicle to get pubic hair in your right. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Bob Ross palette down there. Just <laughs> oh, that's the whole Wait. time. The whole time they're down there, you're just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> that's the that's... least pleasurable thing I could imagine you doing. It's like it's make a decision. Why are you being you, indecisive? You feel like Robert Frost has reached a fork in the road. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Hey, Look. good fences make good neighbors. Yeah, here's I the know. Thing. Choosing the right path is going to make all the fucking difference. <laughs> That uh, Fusion GPS uh, dossier is tainted, and the source of the money coming from the Democratic Party makes it tainted. Doesn't matter if it's true. Yeah, I, like if it comes out to be true, if the if he gets convicted, then it's then it's fucking then it doesn't matter where the the funding for that came from. Yeah. If it was trumped up charges, like we talked about last time, right? right? When we talked about like. If they were just like turning a parking ticket into conspiracy against the United States, we'd have a problem with that. It's a huge problem with the Democrats paying right. for that and it turning into that. Yeah. But if they don't, and it's just, yeah, uh, we found out a bunch of stuff, even if, and I don't even know if the Democrats funded this. I thought maybe they said that there was something to do with that, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, again, either, but, but I don't, I mean, even if it did, it doesn't matter. Do we really think that? Mueller doesn't know whether or not this actually constitutes tainted evidence. Right. Really? Yeah. Because it, it fucking just doesn't. Yeah. And fucking drippy wax face McGee here <laughs> doesn't have anything interesting to say about it. He's just hoping he can say it before all the skin sloughs off the top of his head. <laughs> or before they shoot Mueller in the, or shoot Manafort into jail. It isn't a, a, a clear independent uh, a dossier. And this means that yeah, every, if that was the whole investigation, yeah, then, that, then would that would be, be a problem. Be a but problem. if it's a starting point, it's yeah. not a problem. And then they went to like the fucking fuck? found out of all his bank shit and right, like they got this guy six ways from Sunday. In that indictment, like the uh, General Flynn, that came out of that 
source is tainted and they've got to quash any uh, indictments or any uh, in interrogatories. That Why do you think he's person? I mean, because he, okay, I so think all of them though, look at what happened last week with fucking Baker and a couple weeks ago with all the other ones. They all don't think that they, they think it's impossible that Trump is dirty. They think it's impossible that anybody connected with Trump is dirty. They think that it's all made up. There was a guy on Twitter for a while that was tweeting at us constantly when uh, when we were talking about the Russia investigation. And he was like, oh, yeah. I can't believe you guys fell for that Russia investigation. Well, the guy stopped following us on Twitter. I was going to tweet out <laughs> and be like, how about that Russia investigation? Huh? How about those fake news Russia investigation? What about that? But I right. can't find him now because he doesn't fucking, he doesn't send anything to us. It, you know, but like, this is a pastor, right? Yeah. And I know he's bullshit, right? Don't get me wrong. I know he's bullshit. But he's supposed to be a guy who cares about what's true. No, he didn't. But he's no, supposed to be. No, 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 no. You don't no. think his no, flock sees no, him that no. way? I think his flock sees him as the person who interprets the world through God. That doesn't necessarily mean that's truth. It just means that because these people also believe in a devil. And so they're going to think that this investigation is started by the devil continued by the devil. You know what I mean? Like they're going to have, they have a good and evil worldview. This is, oh this God. is, this is evil in the world. No, I don't think you're wrong, but it's like, holy shit, man. Well, they, holy shit. They've demonized everybody that's been against them. Look at how, for how many years they demonized Obama. So if you're against them, if you're against what, because what yeah, you're they want, literally a what they want I is I just, they want, fuck. they want free taxes for church. They want to be able to talk about whatever they want, which they can now we're talking about right. that later. Yeah. And right. they, they want to make sure that, you know, there's no more abortion and that, that gay people are, are thrown out in the, in the garbage and that women are, are put in their place. And if they if there's a politician that can make those things happen that, and that we don't like Brown people and those things, if those things happen yeah. under a politician, that's their guy. And so whatever that guy says, he's the good and whatever's against him is the bad. And we're going to fucking every single time. It doesn't matter. It's good versus oh, evil. God. And so that's why Trump is fucking an angelic persona to them. I, you know, you're clearly right about this, right? It's just, it's just so easy to forget that people believe in demons, man. Right. Well, sure. Like, it's just like, it didn't even occur to me until you said yeah. it. Because I'm listening and it's like, he's got an ostrich. Yeah. Like, he's saying, everybody, yeah. be an ostrich. Yeah. Right? Because the facts are there that say that this is something that we need to pay attention. I mean, he's not, like, just, Manafort's not guilty. Right? He's been accused of things. Right. right? So, he still has to go to trial. He still has to do all this stuff. But it doesn't look good. Right. When you get accused of 12 things. Right? 12 yeah. things is a lot of things. It's a lot of things. Chances are one of those things will stick, right? Plus, like with an investigation with stakes this yeah. high, you know they're not just like, I probably think yeah. maybe. No, they've yeah. got some this shit. Is, this is not right? the, like a pimple face DA's first case. Right. You know uh, what I mean? I brought these cases to the judge. I just graduated from upstairs law school. <laughs> yeah. No, these, right. these people are ready. to. And, and when they brought those things, you knew that they had every piece of evidence right. that they possibly could right. need. This is such, such a high stakes thing. There's no way that they would put these indictments out there without it. So, I mean, we're saying they aren't guilty, but they still, and they still have to go to trial and they do. But, you know, they, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Result from that. And so most of that stuff's going to get shut down. And I'm, I just believe the president has got to shut this thing down. It's a distraction. He is chief executive officer of the United States of America. No, he's not. He's not CEO of America. Yeah. He's commander in chief yeah. of the military. Yeah. But he is not CEO of America. <laughs> I love that that's what they think he is. The fuck is wrong with you? 
First of all, it's chief executive officer, not chief executive office. Yeah. He's not an office. You can't open the door and step in him. Although he he's, is rotund. He's big enough. Right? You he could, is yeah. oval shaped. If you put a door on him, someone could enter. It's That is very true. Yeah. He probably houses a, a colony of Keebler elves yeah. somewhere inside of him. In that frosting somewhere. <laughs> he's got to do the nation's business. We are faced with crucial things around the world. Uh, we we were faced with crucial shit around the world when Obama was in there, but you were never singing his praises. Right. You were never saying, leave that guy alone. We're just always faced with crucial yeah. things. It turns out crucial a, things. A country is always, there's always a problem. There's always something that has to be fixed somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're like the world's largest economic and military superpower. Yeah. There's lots of crucial things to do. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, have several uh, areas of conflict that he's got to deal with. Where did, why do we have those areas of conflict? Together? I know, right? <laughs> we have all these areas of conflict oh, we don't need weird. to continue to yeah. have. Hmm. Maybe we could try to not have them. Maybe we could try not to exacerbate North Korea, yeah. please. We're about to go within missile range, by the way. Do you know Do you know the other night I was watching his speech from South Korea? And uh, during that speech, he wound up mentioning his golf course once god, oh my god. so he mentions his golf course is like where they spent the last u.s open a south korean golfer played at trump blah blah plaza whatever his goat fucking uh, whatever his golf course yeah, i don't know right, what his golf yeah. course name is and he's talking about the u.s open being played there and then he also said he's like melania and i have spent many many days around south korea looking at your ancient modern wonders <laughs> I heard about that. And, and it should have been ancient modern. and modern, I think he should have said, but he missed the end. Yeah. So he just said ancient modern, like it's a type of style. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, uh, that's ancient modern. Oh, you'll oh, love, yeah, that's beautiful. You'll love this. Yeah. I love this couch. It's ancient modern. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's like a it's like a clip and made of stone. <laughs> right. It's a, oh, it's it's a Corinthian column made out of carbon nanotubes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a huge matters at home huge. that uh, have got to get our nation moving. We cannot have this uh, destruction. And I think he has his every right to shut Mueller down and say, you've gone as far as you need to. Now, go <laughs> over by Jesus. by the other people Clear I fired. God damn. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Every right to shut Mueller down and say, you've gone as far as you need to. <clears throat> and I have been... <laughs> That's he just seizes up. He's got like, like the only way he can continue living is if he lubricates his throat like that. It's like, I'm going. He's actually lubricating his heart. So yeah. for the one more beat, it's just like, he cough himself back. He, to he's life. Got, he can actually force him, spit him back down into his fucking myocardial oh, sac. Instructed uh, my Justice Department to close you down. He can do it. And he also, you know, the article today of a couple of lawyers was saying he can grant a blanket pardon for everybody involved in everything. Nobody should be involved. That's the whole problem. <laughs> hey, Cecil, are you involved? No. No. So you can't pardon you because you're not one of the people involved. I'm not one of those Who people. are the people involved? The criminals. Those are the ones we're trying to find out what the involvement is. We should investigate that. We're coming up on uh, Christmas time, Tom, Adam and Eve. They have your jingle balls. They're ready to go. <laughs> they also have a sex swing. That's good because that I have put in the sleigh. I have antler shaped dildos at home. <laughs> I have antler shaped balls. That's weird. <laughs> that, you need a doctor. That's not. 
<laughs> I don't feel I got, like I got a tag in an MD oh, here. Geez, yeah, no, that's, that's really bad. A little yeah. aggressive. But uh, aggressive. but right now, adamandeve.com, you go use Gloria checkout. You can get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing and free shipping. All you have to do is enter Gloria at checkout and you can get all of those things from adamandeve.com, a great sponsor of the show who sells stuff to fuck with. Yeah, right. I feel like that's exactly the right sponsor for this particular Absolutely. program. You know, it, it's. It, can you imagine the joyful look on that special someone's face when they open up their stocking and in it is a surprise that vibrates? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, why is... Why is my stocking happy to see me? And there's a possibility you could even strap that stocking on later. <laughs> you have options. <laughs> you have options. You have so many and options. You could lube that stocking up. I just, you could, yeah, there's a lot of different things you could do at adamandeve.com. So check it out, adamandeve.com. Use Gloria at checkout. You'll get a free sex swing, free shipping, and 50% off almost any item. All right, this is Right Wing Watch. Louis Gormer says six-week abortion ban. It's no problem for rape, rape survivors. The time is there, he says. All right, so this is Louis Gilmer. Right. This is not an issue of life of the mother because the doctors are always charged with preserving life. And whatever life has the best chance of living, you do everything you can to preserve it. But in the case of this, it would be the life of the mother or something that's not a human being. Right. Yeah. I, it, it, it's a totally disingenuous thing to say. Sure. It's basically like he's dismissing that argument by saying, well, what if the baby has a right, you know, is, is totally yeah, going right, to live exactly. too. And yeah. it's like, well, maybe, but one's alive, has a social security number, right? walks around, taxes, has a job, right? Does stuff, lived several years, expects to live several other years. The other one, isn't a person yet. Right. Whether it's the mother or the child. So that's really not an issue. Some brought up the issue of rape and incest. Well, we don't even have to get into that argument, regardless about how anyone feels, because the heartbeat bill says when the heartbeat is detected, in essence, then the life must be protected. So there are six to eight weeks we're told, before the heartbeat is detected. So even if you were a proponent of uh, abortion after rape or incest, uh, it still is not preventing that. Yeah, fucking, it it absolutely is. It absolutely 100%. And it is absolutely a massive problem. Does he not know how bodies work and how human beings operate? Does, does he not have any sense of how people respond to things emotionally? Does he not have any idea how people, people at all? Does, does he not know? What, what, what is so surprising to me is that, is that these people will say these things like, it's not a big deal. It's six to eight weeks. What if you're, what if this is your dad that's raping you and it's incest, but right? That, that's what I mean let's about say, how people work emotionally. It's, it's, yeah. your, it's your dad who's raping you and you can't get to a place like that. Cause let's say you're under age yeah. or let's say any like those things that, you know, like you can't get to a place like that until six to eight weeks later. What are you going to be like? Well, sorry, it's got a heartbeat now. What sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Your dad raped you. Now you're going to have to have this baby that you're going to have to keep the term. You're going to have to, when you know that they're not gonna, you know what they're going to do. They're going to go figure it out figure on their out. own. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're going to go home and they're going to have 
you know, they're going to either go pay somebody to jam a coat hanger up there or they're going to fall down the stairs or they're going to take a bunch of stuff to try to get rid of it. They're going to find a way to get rid of it. And whenever we outlaw abortion, whenever we make sure that abortion isn't legal, whenever we make sure that that abortion is is uh, only has a certain small window, the women that that can't fit themselves into that picture always will try to go and find abortion in back alleys and in dangerous ways. Right. And they will hurt themselves to try to stop to make sure that they can they can continue living. Because who would want to live? I mean, I couldn't imagine having a child and being forced to have that child if you were raped or the victim Dude, of it's, it's a nightmare. It's, it's, it's a, a nightmare. It is it is the cruelest thing you can do to somebody to force them to force them to come and because you don't even have to take care of it, right? Like let's say you put it up for adoption. Or makes no difference. Doesn't to matter. Birth that child doesn't matter. Makes no difference at all. It's it's a it's a horror show. And again, like you know, like and and there there are good regular examples too. But like you know, like what about people that are raping kids that don't know that they're sexually or that, that they're biologically even capable? Right. P- people who you know live in parts of this country that don't have sex education and don't know, you know, that, that, that they, because they missed a period that maybe they're pregnant. This, this shit happens. People don't know they're pregnant all the time. Regular people yeah. don't know they're pregnant all the time. Yeah. Six weeks is really fucking early to find out that you're pregnant. Sure. For a lot of people, not every woman has a regular period, yep. right? Yep. Some women spot from time to time and occasionally mistake that for a period. There's, there's a fucking hundred reasons yeah. why this is a, Horrible idea, and why so many people could fall under a rubric where they've been raped, where they were uh, incest was involved, or whatever, and they don't know until that six eight week mark. It could happen very very easily. It's a stupid thing. Absolutely, to say. it's a thing to say that only is like I don't know how women's work. It's it's the only person that could ever say that is an old white, white guy, dude. yeah, who's just like. Yeah, I don't know how it all works down there. You got a hole? Is that a, <laughs> is that a hole down there? Can I yell it? Hey, yo! <laughs> like, this guy is, he's just a hillbilly. Yeah, this, yeah, right. This is a guy who seems to be kind of saying like, well, you had six weeks. Yeah, you had right? plenty of time. Yeah, it's not like you fucking put yeah. the fucking batter in there and then you're like, are you pregnant? Yeah. Like, what? Oh, oh, are you, is it, are you, I'm done. Are you pregnant? Yeah. Really? You think the yeah, it's, it's like a it's, light bulb goes off yeah, on her nose yeah, like the operation her, game? Her belly doesn't turn blue or pink. You know what I mean? Or there's like a big plus or a minus sign right. on her, on her both stomach. Of her, both of her nipples like change <laughs> to like <laughs> spells out the kid's name or whatever. Like, like how do you think people work? That's so funny. How do you think people work? Uh, Not going to get into a debate on that because it doesn't apply on this. Because I'll lose. Because yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know what I'm talking about. The first fucking thing yeah. about women, just ask my wife. <laughs> the time is there. So that makes it clear, even for those who say, I can't support any pro-life bill that doesn't make an exception for rape or incest, well, you can still support this bill. I got to say, what a fucking couple of knuckleheads. Gomer and Steve King standing oh. right next to him. You just want to clunk their heads together. You just want to, you look at them, you're like, oh my gosh, you guys are, like, if I banged your heads together, would one cogent thought come out? Dust. Would there be one cogent thought? Yeah. Dust. <laughs> we just spread out. It's almost like they turn to each other after these things, like, you want to go get a cup of coffee and misunderstand things together? <laughs> like, Do you want to go try to figure out how to open the sugar? Right. <laughs> 
Uh, let's uh, let's go. We'll furrow our brows a, desperately in an attempt to understand yeah. the situation. Now, as far as God's concerned, he knows the end from the beginning, and he sees a little baby. And that little baby could grow up to be Adolf Hitler. He could grow up to be Joseph Stalin. He could grow up to be uh, some uh, serial killer. Or he could go up to die of a hideous disease. God sees all that. And for that life to be terminated while he's a baby, he's going to be with God forever in heaven. Uh, this is from the Friendly Atheist. Uh, this is also Pat Robertson. He took a break from being on the show. I was glad he to have did. him on twice this week. A couple times in a row. Uh, Pat Robertson, God let a 15-year-old die to stop him from becoming an atheist. This is Pat from his show. Okay. This is Christina, who says my 15-year-old son was killed January 26, 2017. My question for you is, why does our father allow us to go through this pain and torment? As a mom, I do everything in my power to protect my kids from this. What is the point? I'm confused and angry. Please help me understand. I've been faithful to the Lord alone, so why? Except for that one time in college, but you know. That we had an agreement. I was like, I went, I experimented a little bit with other gods. The guy said that God wouldn't see it if it was under the covers. So. <laughs> Look, Shiva's a girl and it doesn't count the same way. You know, it's like, for some reason, everybody's a little more okay with that. It one, is. You know? It looks upon your faithfulness. I was reading today about Peter. And Jesus said to Peter, Peter. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater. <laughs> When you were young, did you he used pick to a pack of pickled peppers? <laughs> dress yourself and go where you want to. When you get old, others are going to dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Yeah, to the nursing home. <laughs> right? It's, just, it's fine as long as it's they dress suck. me. That's going to suck. I just want to say I want to wear ruse yeah. and, a, and a leisure suit everywhere when I'm old. And I'm other gonna, people dress me. I'm going to have a very specific style. I'm going to be super angry if I don't get my pudding every day. Like, I want my pudding every fucking day. Oh, my God. I want in a piping yeah. bag, though, so I could just... <laughs> I want an IV. <laughs> the death he was going to... to act as a martyr. Uh, these things happen. We live in a world of wickedness and God does not necessarily... How comforting would that be if you lost your son or your, or your daughter? These things happen. Oh, oh, that's, that's real comforting. These things happen. Suck it up, buttercup. That's the thing you love most in the world. That's the problem with religion, dead. right? Is because, you know, you get these promises. There's all these promises, you know, promise that you live, you live your life, right? That good things will happen to you, that, you know, mm -hmm. that God's watching over you and that, you know, as you live your life in the, in the, in the way that you think you should be dedicating it to the Lord, you should be protected. Yeah. Right. And you're not. Yeah. And you're not, you're, you are, you are, uh, you are vulnerable to the exact same things as every other people out, every other person out there, because God isn't going to protect you because there's no God. Well, you so know, now you yeah. wind up with this, you know, you wind up with this moment in your life where your 15 year old son dies. And then you say, well, what the fuck? I, I was doing everything right. I've been fucking dedicating my whole life. I've been tithing 10% every week. I've been going to church, sitting on a fucking uncomfortable pew for my whole life. And now what? And by 15, you're probably attached to that one. Oh, yeah. You were probably going to keep it. It depends. You know? It depends on if you let it inside, if it was an inside kid or an outside right. kid. <laughs> By you know. 15, they can do like real chores though. Yeah. Like that's a good Well, the little... best part is if it's an outside kid, you could just push the mower out there and they'll take and they'll care of it. They'll, they'll take care of it. Right. Yeah. You do have to, if you want them to stay, you do have to build like a little housey thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. For them in a, a kitty door in the back so that they can come in and out. It's funny because they preach that like message of protection on a macro level, you know, like 
God will protect the United States. So, you know, they preach it on a macro level, but it's not and individual, then yeah. on an individual level. They have to constantly make that concession. Yeah. It's a, yeah. There's always those concessions, which is, yeah. And he's going to now explain why that kid should have died. Clearly spare us from these things. He will teach us once we're in the, the difficult situation, he will help us to overcome it. Uh, but not necessarily. Could overcome it real easy by not being in it. I'm just saying the best way to overcome that thing. It's like, what's the best way to win a knife fight? Don't be in a knife fight. Like real easy. This is, this is a HD version of Pat that I'm not normally used to seeing. And I will say that he looks like somebody tried to computer generated reconstruct Mason Verger's face from (laughs) Hannibal. Hannibal. Because if you look at the, like the left side of his face, it's all scrunchy and like, like, like the putty's still dry, like wet. You know what I mean? Like, and on yeah. the other side is like the his w- eyes too deep. And you're just like, that's unnatural. That's a weird, deep, unnatural eye. Right? I feel like I want to chuck a quarter in it. You can tell that the lights are more blazing on the left because <laughs> he's, he's melting faster. He sh- he's shriveling on that side. They're going to have to, they got a giant spatula to come out and be like, flip. Time to flip him over. <laughs> Somebody flip Pat. Oh, uh, will he spare everybody from me? You say, what is my father? allow this to happen. The loss of a child is a terrible grief. But you know, the thing about that child at 15, maybe he was, you know, living for the Lord at 15. I I don't know anything about him, but I'm presuming he was. So what would have happened maybe 10 years from now? Would he have started drinking? Would he have uh, gone away from the Lord? What would have happened? So God, who's well, okay. going away so, from the Lord? Yeah, like turning away from Jesus. But like people turn away from Jesus, they don't get killed all the time. Yeah, like lots of people never even come to the Lord. Yeah. Like all the Muslims yeah, and the exactly. Buddhists and the Jews. A lot of people don't. Right? The atheists and the fucking oh, keep going and yeah. going. Sees the end from the beginning, knows what would happen to that child. And because he loves the child and loves him, he wants to bring him to heaven forever. And he wants to spare him some of the bad things that would happen down the road. Yeah, but he wants you to fucking suffer right now. Right? You got, I'm going to spare your kid, but you, yeah. you're going to live the rest of your life there's a, in the, terrible emotional There's anguish. a whole cup of grief, right? Right. And instead of the kid drinking some of it, <laughs> you're basically forcing the mom to, to drink, drink it, it all. Right? Yeah. It's so mean. It's yeah. The whole thing is fucked. Like, God sees the whole thing like, well, could like he kills the kid? Couldn't he just make the kid put down the bottle? Yeah, you know, like yeah, maybe he'll become an alcoholic. Well, maybe you could help out with that instead of killing him. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like you had to go weird nuclear option here. <laughs> I know. Like, can you imagine if I if you thought I was drinking too much and instead of yeah, having a conversation, yeah, instead of having an intervention, I just shoot you. Right? <laughs> it's like Tom. I think maybe you're drinking his little stab, stab, stab. Come into the studio with a fucking snow shovel one. <laughs> What's that for? Tonk. <laughs> I just hit you with one of the empty bottles of it. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, fuck. This is from the Hill. GOP tax bill would allow churches to endorse political candidates. There is a silver lining. This is regarding, this is regarding the Johnson Amendment, the repeal of the Johnson Amendment, so the churches can do what they already can and do do regularly, which mm-hmm. is to endorse candidates from the pulpit. Sure without fear of losing their IRS tax-exempt status. Uh, here's the silver lining, though. Mm. I don't think anything's going to happen with this tax bill. Yeah? Yeah. 
They can't. They, these guys can't get anything passed. Yeah, I will say they can't pass in the left lane on their said, way to work. They said there's two that, that it wanted to get in the Senate. And so it's like, oh, I'm I know. Like, I it's like, no, uh, oh, they're like all they, they're all. all getting like shaking mm-hmm. their head and like waggling their Nuh-uh. finger, and they're nope, being nope, like, no, uh, uh, and they have to send it all back. And then they're like, but we don't want to fix it. <laughs> no one but, is putting a ring on yeah. this. Yeah. So no, uh, but but what a what a fucking kick in the balls it is though to be at the end of the tax bill, something that they don't even contribute to anyway, <laughs> to be like, by the way, this core, this, this group of people that don't pay any taxes already. Right. Also get some fucking say so in the political shit that happens in this yeah. country. Now. I, I mean, it, it is atrocious. The Johnson amendment, you know, the, the, the problem is many fold. Like, First, nobody's enforcing it as it is. Right. Right. We already talked about that. And, yeah. and it's really problematic for that. Um, so the, to some degree, it's sort of like just formalizing what we already don't yeah, do. Already don't do it. Right. But I think that symbols matter, yeah. you know, and this is a problem. But again, like, I don't think these guys can get a fucking thing done. Yeah. They have proven they've had a damn near a year now. Yeah. And they've gotten fucking nothing done. <laughs> Every time something happens. It's my favorite thing they it's do. It's delightful when stuff doesn't happen too. Because it's always either either Mitch McConnell's giant throat nodes. Right? Or it's or it's Paul Ryan's <laughs> smarmy fucking face up there. Just like, well, we can't get anything done. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, look at what they have tried. In, like we're going to repeal and replace. Well, you know. You well, no. yeah, we'll just do it by executive order. Yeah. Right, well, that? yeah. yeah. But. It's it's like the legislatively, like yeah. no, absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah, nothing anything whatsoever. executive order wise, they they repealed and did a bunch of sh- shit executive order right. wise. But you know, Obamacare is still here. You know, open enrollment is right now. So they they cha- they fucked it up. I don't get me wrong. They can set fire to pieces of it for sure. But like legislatively, they can't get a fucking thing done. Nothing. They can't get a thing done. So we want to thank our patrons, but we want to thank specifically our most recent patrons, Tamir, Walter, Ayed, Ben, Leslie, Weston, and Shannon. Thanks so much for your generous donations. We truly do appreciate it. You're the reason Glory Hole Studios is possible. Remember that if you become a patron soon, uh, some of that money that you give to us is going to go to Modest Needs when we're on the uh, the Modest Needs a podcast-a-thon that's going to be running from the 3 p.m. I don't know if it's Eastern or Central. I'm not sure. 3 p.m. You got to check out with David Smalley. 3 p.m. on the 2nd to 3 p.m. on the 3rd of December, which we will take part of 10 a.m. Chicago time, uh, Central time. Uh, but we will be donating to that. And uh, and the money that we get to donate from this show comes from the patrons. It does. So, uh, so thanks for being patrons, guys. We really do appreciate it. you guys. You guys do good work with some yeah, of that money. Right. I mean, we wind up giving it to, uh, to, it gets better. We wound up giving, uh, several hundred dollars throughout the year and uh, several thousand dollars throughout the year to different charities. Um, anytime we do good, it's only because of you. Yeah. It's only because the patrons. So thank you so much. So we got an image from Tim and Tim sent along, uh, what we should pack when we go to Australia. So if you check out this week's show notes, uh, this is episode 386. You can check out what we should pack when we head to Australia. Um, he's not lying. So thanks, Tim. So many. We got a great uh, website. Um, this is from Blake. This and, is terrific. And he sent in a game called Thoughts and Prayers the Game. Uh, it's the uh, we'll put a link on this week's show notes. Uh, check it out. Uh, I played it earlier and did not do well. <laughs> check it out. It's a very funny game called Thoughts and Prayers the Game. 
my brother Lou sent in a message and uh, we we're talking about the foods that we ate, uh, foods that we ate right out of a can. And Lou said, uh, my fallback in our grand days of food stamp gourmet lunches was can of Campbell's pork and beans with the cold, cheap hot dog cut into it. Nothing screams lazy like a cold can of gas grenades with a dissected tube of assholes and lips of various animals in it. It's so true. It's so funny too because we ate the fuck out of that growing up. It was like a that was like a once a once a week meal for our family was Franks and beans. Franks and beans, yeah, as foul as fuck. I haven't had that in twenty five years. Were- I would say twenty five years. I haven't had Franks and beans. Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> there are some foods from good. our childhood. It's best never good. to repeat. Yeah, never want to do that again. Thanks for mailing Lou. So this one is uh, this one is from Taylor, and Taylor says you still love to eat corned beef hash straight out of the can. Oh. Corned beef hash oh. in the can is oh. just like that Diddy more beef stew. Oh it's, God, it's dog food. It's, it's dog so food. Greasy. It smells like dog food. It is the greasiest shit oh. ever. To not even warm it up to eat cold. Oh solidified congealed oh, grease. God. Oh my God. Oh, um, I would eat more than two cans. David sent in a message and said that, uh, that, uh, our neighbor gave my mom a can of spam and a pack of bologna. <laughs> bologna. My mother had no idea what to do with it. So she made tacos. <laughs> <laughs> We got a bunch of people. I was arguing with people on Twitter about spam. They're like, spam is great. I'm like, you are crazy. You're a crazy person. It tastes like, it tastes like fucking somebody like squirrel parts and mice. So it's like, imagine you had a piece of gross ham and you dropped it into the blue shit in the porta potty. That's what spam tastes like. Fuck off with that spam shit. So this is from, this is from Casey. It says, my, first off, your phone number is LOL, LOL. I don't buy it. Um, <laughs> but also Casey says, my little sister and I used to eat olives straight from the can. And my sister used to drink the black olive. She calls it juice, but it's brine. It's br- that's oh. brine. God, God damn, that's disgusting. People drink pickle juice. I, I've seen people drink pickle juice too. And that yeah. is foul as fuck. That I, is when I did that go ruck challenge, a yeah. bunch of those idiots had pickle juice to replace their electrolytes. Oh, okay. And what happened? They you? all smelled like dill garbage. It was just garbage. Garlic garbage. Oh, just dill. Like, yeah, nasty. That's a lot of salt. You guys are going to be thirsty later. Yeah. You're idiots. They, uh, they always, whenever I fence and there's like sort of a thing to sort of go to, they always have pretzels and Gatorade. And then very often they will have uh, oranges and then pickles. They'll have pickles out. And yeah. I'm always like, that's gross. I'm not going to eat a pickle while I'm fucking fencing. That's disgusting. I love pickles. I hate pickles. I, I know you do. I I'm love disgusted pickles. by them. <laughs> I love I don't so care good. what kind of pickle it is either. There's no pickle that's good to me. Really? There's no pickle that I've had that I've been like, that's a good pickle. Pickled anything is out. I can't think of anything pickled that I like. I can't think Do of a like single olives? thing. Um, olives are brine. That's different. I know. I'm just curious. So, uh, but uh, I don't, I'm not crazy about olives. I like olives in food, but I'm not an olive person. Like I would never grab a green olive. Like that would never occur to me to just be like, I'll eat this green olive, but I will eat like cut off black olives in food, not on pizza. I'm not a fan of them on pizza, but I could eat them in like, like in certain pastas and things. I think they're okay. I gotcha. But I'm not in love olives. I'm man. not a huge olive person. When Haley's not going to be home, like I'll be like, I'm having olive tapenade for dinner, and I'll just eat olive tapenade because she hates them too. So yeah. I'm like, 
I want to be like, hey, I smell like something you hate. Like, yeah. that's no good. Yeah. But like, I'll be like, oh, you're not going to be home? I'll just have olive tapenade. I'll have a fucking 1800 calories of saturated fat. I'll have a muffaletta. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, just, that's just delicious. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like that stuff. I don't like, but I don't like pickles at all. Like, I can't think of anything pickled that I'm like, yeah, give me that. I'm like, nope, none so of it. So, Bloody Mary's good. a nightmare for you. A Bloody Mary's the worst, the worst thing ever. And I really hate the ones that like come with like the fucking, like the, the kitchen sink. I love that. When they're like, shit. I'm going to stack up. I'm going to see how much I love like, it. It's like Django with a Bloody Mary. I love, that shit <laughs> makes me smile. I cannot stop smiling. What I want, I, I still want to go to one of those places where it has like the chicken. Oh, chi but I've seen like, I saw one the other day online. It's like a chicken with a burger on top a of the chicken, chicken with a burger. It's a whole burger on top of a chicken sticking out of this like out of the bloody gas can yeah. of like <laughs> the bloody, bloody Mary. <laughs> it made me laugh. I remember, so years ago I went uh, partying. Uh, this was when my friends were in college and I was still working. And we went up to New Madison. So, uh, but New Madison was a great place to go party. There was, it was, a, it was, I was the same age as all those people. So it was, you know, I was 21, oh, yeah. they were 21. We went out, we went drinking. And I remember we all woke up pretty hungover the next day after hanging out up there. We all, you know, hung out and chilled and drank and, and just spent the night up there and just enjoyed it. And then after we were done, uh, the next morning we all got up and we went to the bar and everybody ordered Bloody Marys and I had never had one before. And so it shows up and it's just this big, nasty fucking cup of fucking, it's mostly vodka with a little bit of the, 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 tomato the juice. tomato Clamato juice or whatever that's in there. And then there's just a shit all pouring out of it, a bunch of pickles and nasty <laughs> shit in it. And I just like, I look at it and I take one sip and I'm like, oh, it's so bad. And the waitress comes back and she's like, and she's like, you know, maybe a year or two older than me. And she's like, oh, honey. She's like, you're not going to like this, are you? And I'm like, I do not want to. She's like, I'll tell you what, I'll bring you a pumpkin beer. And she went back and she got me a pumpkin oh. beer. And it was outstanding. It was the best, <laughs> one of the best beers I've ever had because I didn't have to drink that Bloody Mary. It was oh like, my God. It was like a reprieve. It was like, oh. And it was great, actually. Pumpkin beer on a hangover. Absolutely perfect. Really? Absolutely perfect. It was it was it. pumpkin beer on draft, and it was really oh, I bet that's excellent. Song, yeah. It was excellent. It was a perfect hangover remedy. I was oh. loved because I mean, everybody else was like, "Man, air the dog, got to get some Bloody Marys." I mean, I was just like, "I'll have another pumpkin beer, please." This is amazing. Now I want a Bloody Mary and a pumpkin beer. <laughs> like I want both. I want. I don't know which one I want to get drunk off of to cure the other one with. <laughs> I'm willing to try it both ways. Tom, we got a message. This is from Cam. Yeah, so this is great. Um, Cam is relating a story about uh, at Cylinder Beach where their, their mother went swimming. So I'm going to have to paraphrase a little bit, but uh, this is so quintessentially delightfully Australian. Mom goes swimming at Cylinder Beach and a fucking swarm or herd or whatever of sharks shows up. And they're talking like 30 to 60 of these great big ass fucking sharks. Jesus Christ. And then, so they sound the fucking alarm. Where do you people live? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? They sound the alarm because you live in a place where there's an oh god sharks alarm, shark right? Alarm. That's it. Shark alarm. And I love the way I you know how they they solve the shark alarm by shooting crocodiles into the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so and I love the way this is written. It's like everyone evacuated the water when the hooters sounded, except my mom. My mom did not hear the hooters and the loud holler announcements. Warning of the sharks kept swimming. My brothers and sister and me tried to get her attention by waving frantically. She waves back <laughs> and then keeps swimming with a whole bunch of smart sharks happily swimming around her and under. And this is the part that feels so delightfully Australian. She eventually emerges unscathed and was, of course, terribly embarrassed with her near miss. I love the idea that she's like, like everybody but an Australian would be like, oh my God, I almost died. Australians yeah. are just like, 
Yeah, that's standard. Yeah. I just don't want to look foolish while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> they almost died. It's like, hey, uh, you're covered in funnel website, like yeah. top to bottom. You are literally covered right now. And you're like, oh, are they fucking with my hair? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have any more appendages. You just have you just have sharks that have bitten you to the shoulders <laughs> and to the thighs. You're like, and you're just like walking around with like flipper hands and flipper legs. And you just got bull sharks on every appendage. And you're just like, do I look weird? Do I, do I look weird like this? I hope I don't look weird. <laughs> By the way, in the studio, I'm doing a movement with my arms that I can't really, I don't know that I can... I don't know what I'm doing, but is that a shark skin it's, it's suit? A sh <laughs> <laughs> These are fish boots. <laughs> oh my God. It's this busket. Uh, we got, an, <laughs> we got an awesome video from Taryn. And in this video, there's I a hawk this. that flies by, picks up a snake and then throws it at the people. It totally does. It's a, and they're all Australian. What is happening down there? Your birds oh, of prey God. throw snakes uh, and then the people are running away from the snake and they're like, fuck that shit. Fucking snake is huge too. It's like the size of this table. It's fucking enormous. Oh my God, we're going to die. All right, so this is, check out this week's show notes for this video. Oh, so we got a message from Jay. And Jay said he was uh, he was listening to episode three eighty five. We're talking about juicing, and he said he blames Jack Lalane, yeah, for the problem with juice being sort of being a magic cure all. He says he enjoys fruit juice, but and he's like veggie base. He loves the flavor. He's like, but whenever he goes into the juice shop, he just wants to order something that sounds good. But he he always has to like order like the mega cleanse one because it sounds good. But he says he doesn't care about the cleansing right? part of it. He just wants like the pineapple kale right, one. Yeah, or he wants the intestinal car yeah, wash. Exactly. That's what he wants. <laughs> it's funny because juice isn't great for you. It's just you basically it's, it's just calorie bomb. Yeah. You're just taking yeah. all of the calories from the stuff, and you're not getting any of the fiber or the good stuff to make that you full. Yeah, to make you full. Right. Um, and yeah, you're right. Jack LaLanne, he did, he was one of those juicing guys for a long time. And there's a lot of people out there who think that juicing will save your life. Oh, I know. And that, you know. I, that shit is crazy. My ex got into juicing for a while and I'm yeah. like, this is crazy. We're yeah. throwing away half of the food yeah. that we could just, we could just eat this food. Why are we taking this food and rendering food that is good to eat? Good to drink. Like, I will just have this food in a glass of water. Yeah. I don't want to eat an entire fucking bunch of bananas in a gulp. Like, yeah. that's gross. Yeah. I don't, Weird. I don't, uh, I like, I do make shakes, like protein shakes, but, um, but I, they're never like a bunch of, like the most they'll put in there is like a banana. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. Like yeah. I eat smoothies, yeah. you know, I'll do the same thing. I'll have like a smoothie or whatever. That's different than juicing because the whole thing goes in. Yeah. The whole thing gets consumed. That's true. Yeah. In juicing, you throw away more than you keep. Oh, yeah. Because you juice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're you, right. You're you, right. Yeah. Because yeah. of the, yeah. You throw away all the pulp. Well, yeah. it, most of the volume is pulp. Yeah. Leslie said she used to eat Vienna sausages from the can. Oh, I, I, I haven't had those in a long time. They're, they were always disgusting to me. They always, they always had a really like, I don't know. There's just an off flavor to them. And it's then, eating a dingus. It then, is eating a dingus. And then uh uh basically uh uh Leslie says that she loved Campbell's chicken noodle soup and uh, still does. That's just a salt uh, food. That's just a sodium food. Um 
I, I could, I could uh, eat it or not eat it. It doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me to eat it, but I will say that it is a salt food and those, and those noodles in there are just as bad as the noodles in the other side. They're just yeah. as slimy oh, yeah. and gross. And like, like if you, if you can take a, a pasta outside of your teeth and breathe in and it's able to go in your mouth, that's not a good pasta. That's not a way a pasta should make. It should not be able to be strained through your teeth. <laughs> right. You know, that's not how it should work, right? It like, should not baleen that. Yeah, thing. exactly. Right. Like if I if I held outside of my mouth, right, like right outside of my mouth, the, the, the noodles in either Chef Boyardee or in this other stuff, and I went... I could suck them into my mouth. You could suck them because they're the just gates of your yeah, teeth. Because they're right. just they're just like they're they're no longer a structure. They're just kind of sort of hanging around in the same area, yeah. but they're not a structure anymore. No. And so that's a disgusting, gross noodle. But I will say that it's just a salt food. Oh, I I really did. My dad used to love Campbell's chicken noodles. Really. Soup. And I just, I just, we have I had so much of the it. The chicken cannot. is so gross in it. The, the chicken, chicken is, is terrible. It's the noodles are terrible. And, and it has like, like if you dilute it with water, like you're supposed to, like it has like, it, like, like the fat, like bubbles on the top. And like, yeah. it's just, it's so unappealing. It's so unappealing. I will say though, Campbell's tomato soup. Yeah. I would, I would eat that with a grilled cheese. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's fine. There's a bunch of different kinds of soups. Like I don't, and another person said chunky, like the chunky sirloin, sirloin burger smells like dog food and it does smell like dog food. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a specific canned flavor that comes out <laughs> when you can meat that it's just like, yeah, no, that smells like yeah. dog food. It's chuck wagon. Yeah. It's, it's chuck wagon. Uh, we got a, a message um, from Joe and Joe wound up donating $800 to That's the, it awesome. gets better project just to cover that gap. We have now donated our $2,000 to It Gets Better. So uh, $4,000 to uh, It Gets Better. Don't let this stop you. Uh, If you want to donate, donate to It Gets Better. Um, If you want to wait a little bit, wait until the early Decembers. uh, Donate during our hour so we can have the best hour (laughs) on uh, on David Smalley's Dogma Debate. Tomatis Needs, which is another great and worthy charity. Oh, my. I'm not even going to talk about this. I can't can't even talk about this. This is a, this is a perfect encapsulation of an image, though, about all the stuff we've been talking about. Dude, so check it out. It's on this week's show notes. I'm, oh. I, I mean, you just it's it's the most disgusting image of pre-processed foods I have ever seen in my entire life. What would Dalton, it take to make you eat Dalton? That? Oh my god! I, there's no amount of money that can make me eat that. There's no <laughs> amount of money. Would you have the licorice before you try that again? Oh, I eat the licorice right now. Are you kidding me? In comparison. Like if you were to be like, Cecil, I'll give you $50. I would eat that licorice in a second, in a second for $50. I'm not sure I could eat that licorice. I don't know after two attempts yeah. that my body will think, allow me to do I it. Think, I think $50. If somebody said to me, I will donate $50 to Modest Needs, I would eat a piece of that licorice. I would like, donate no $50 to Modest Needs because I'm not sure I can do it. Yeah. I've tried twice. Yeah. But, uh, but this, I would, yeah, there's not a money that I you could, could choke pay that me. Down. I couldn't. No I way. Choke. I could choke. I could choke. I could choke a bite of that. No down. way. I could get that down. God, I just threw up in my mouth just thinking about it. Uh, Tom, we got a message from Jason and he has a question. This is something I don't know that I can answer because I'm not a parent, but he says, uh, how do you approach the concept of death in children? Well, I, I appreciate the question. I'm a bad parent. So you take my advice from, for what it's worth. Um, I do have a three-year-old. He, he mentions he's got a daughter that's the same age. My three-year-old's a bit of a dullard though. So I don't have to talk about death with him just yet. Um, at it's some all that point, shaking. what's that? It's all that shaking. It is. It is. It came in handy. Thing I don't is, have to talk about death with him. He's quiet for four years. So. 
Um, but you know, the, the question is like, when and, and how do you talk to your kids about death? It, I, I think, I really think this is a lot of things with parenting. It depends on the kid. Like, yeah. I really do think that it depends on the kid. Some kids are, um, comforted by stories. Yeah. Some kids are not. Um, some kids are really sensitive to ideas of death. Other kids are extremely matter of fact about these things. I, I don't think that there is such a thing as how or when. Yeah. Kids are so incredibly different. They mature at really different rates yeah. um, for the first many years of their lives. There's no such thing as an average three-year-old. That's that's nonsense concept. Um, there's no such thing as an average kid. They're just constantly in variation. No part of their, their systems have matured. Who they are on Tuesday is different than who the fuck they're going to be on Wednesday. They could have a great day on Tuesday. Wednesday, they could be a living nightmare to live with. You have no idea. Sure. So you got to feel out your own kid and see... What are the things that comfort them? What are the, what's their level of understanding around um, mortality? How does it work? What do they think life looks like? What do, what do they think happens? I think you can do some, some question asking that's good. You know, what do you think happens? Where do you think we go? What, what do you think being alive? I mean, they'll give you very simple answers, but they'll engage those kinds of conversations. I don't know. I, I would say don't have kids. That'd be my first thing to say. But, <laughs> I would say the same yeah. thing if you've got a choice. <laughs> uh, good luck, Jason. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. And this is the last week before we head off to Australia. So it this is. is the last week. We are going to be recording one more time before we go, but that, that show is going to release after we come back. And the next show... um that we're going to release is also going to release that we already recorded is going to release after. So a couple of shows we've already recorded will release after. So, um, but we're, we're looking forward to Australia. If you're going to be down there, come see us. Um, we're looking forward to it and, uh, be sure to put, uh, David Smalley's, uh, dogma debates, uh, uh, podcast on your calendar. Uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.
What kind of pudding? You know, I'm a chocolate mousse guy. That's like my favorite pudding. Is that, is that a pudding? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's a pudding. Yeah. Because, right. you know, like chocolate pudding is fucking money. Yeah. It's just money. It's just right? money. But banana pudding with Nilla wafers, if I could still chew them, if I have a good, if I have like two decent molars. That's not bad. Yeah, but, but I, can get I, I, I don't just like, you know, the Nilla wafers though, once you, if you put them in and then that like it sits for a little while, those just turn into nothing. I like, but here's the thing. When you first put them in, they're a little too hard. They have to sit for the amount of time that soaks up yeah. some moisture. Yeah. So there's like, it's like you put them in and then you watch the the commercial for 60 minutes where you have the and then that's just enough. That's the perfect time. The nillas are done. When I get that age, all I'm going to do is eat cereal, cold cereal from a bowl. That's all I'm going to do. I just be like, all I want, I just want a cold cereal. That's all I want. But you can't have grape nuts. I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you what though. If that could be my diet, I would eat cold cereal all the time. Would you really? Oh my God, I love cold cereal? cereal so much. My favorite is Crispex. That's my favorite Regular cereal. Crispex? Regular Crispex is my favorite cereal. That one is that one is absolutely knock it out of the park. I can eat, I can eat that until I hurt. Like until I really? just genuinely, I'm like, I get like, like I have to stop. Like I have to stop myself. Cereal is just like ice cream. It's one of those things that you can put into your body Way more than is than, reasonable, than is yeah. reasonable right? right? So like with ice cream, ice cream, you could just eat until you're just, yeah. you just, pa- you pass right. out with ice cream juice on your face. Like there's I custard know, right? all over the bed, <laughs> all over the couch. That there's happened. a sticky spoon somewhere and you're just like, I, I must this have was fall- a great night. <laughs> I must have fallen asleep eating ice cream again. <laughs> but yeah, I can eat yeah. ice cream indefinitely. I only know I'm done with ice cream when I'm out of ice cream. Yeah. That's the that finished. Is, that's cream. seriously, that's, the, the that's why I won't buy yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Me either. For myself. Me either. Like I'll have it in the house for other yeah. people, but yeah. I have to mentally decide that's not my ice cream. Yeah. If I buy ice cream for myself, I'm like, uh, that's, I will eat though. I don't even care. The pint, that pint of ice cream is a single serving. That's 100% an absolute of the time. single serving. I could eat that pint of ice cream. And if yeah. you had some left over, I'd be like, yeah, I'll finish yours yeah. too. It's single serving. Ice no cream. problem. But but cereal, cold cereal for me is the exact same. Way. Is it really? I can eat that indefinitely. I because because when I was a kid, we never had cold cereal. That was one of the things that we just never had. And whenever I would go spend the night at a friend's house or whatever, they would have it. And it was like it was like a food you hoard. It was yeah. like a food. Same thing with pizza with me growing up. It was the exact same thing. It was like I could eat pizza until I pass out. It's just I'm trying to think. Does granola count as as cereal? Would you count granola? You, I don't know. I, if you put milk on it, I would count a fucking a small cat. I don't know. <laughs> like elf? It's, it's just kind of like a bowl of cats. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last time I had cold cereal. Yeah. And it's been a long I don't, I don't time. eat it. It's I don't buy years. it. Yeah. I don't buy it. But I don't buy it because I know I'll eat it. I'll eat yeah, it like right. crazy. Yeah, I'll eat the whole thing. Yeah, I'll eat the whole damn thing. Wow. But I, 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 I don't buy it specifically because of that. Because I know that I'm just like, yeah, I just put in 7,000 calories <laughs> because I ate an entire family-sized box, box of Crispex. Crispex. But man, I fucking, that is, that is my, that's a food that I can eat a lot I used of. to eat grape nuts until I sheared some of my teeth into bits. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, no, the grape nuts won. Oh, yeah. Those, those things are like, I mean, that is... That it's is, pebbles. it's a way to grind your face. In it's, it's yeah. You, you buy it. I grit. love it. I, I love, love it too. too. I love it. You buy it by the grit, like yeah, sandpaper. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, like 220. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That stuff is good. I know I'm not a big sugar cereal guy. Like for me, like yeah. the sugar cereals I'm kind of mad on. Um, I used to love golden grams when I was a kid. I had them. They were not as good as I, I remember as being a kid. Same thing with cookie quisp, same thing with, uh, the captain crunches. Although I remember eating the captain crunch peanut butter when I was a kid till I almost died. Oh, like I remember that God. stuff was absolutely amazing. Crunch berries too. I remember eating that. You can get 
Only Crunch Bears. I don't. Now. I would. I. I don't know that I would like that though. Because I, I liked. It. Yeah. I liked the Captain Crunch that was in it. That's that's a. Because it's just a sugar bomb too. It's just an unflavor. It's an unsour sugar bomb. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's right? the only difference, right? What's the worst cereal? I'm trying to think. I like a lot of cereals. It's hard All for right. me to think of one. I'll go. It, go corn ahead. pops. Corn pops. I remember I corn pops. Know, I hated okay. those. They're okay. I hated the way they felt when they touched yeah. the milk. They got slimy on the outside. They were like oh, little, okay. yeah, like I guess little they snot did. rockets. Yeah. And then uh, Golden Smacks, I think they were called. Mm, I don't know those. They had the frog that was their their mascot jumped around. Sugar Smacks. Sugar Smacks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those were atrocious. That's just puffed wheat with sugar on it. Though. Oh, my God. I yeah. hated those things. They Again, same thing. Texturally. For me, it was horrible. It was all the ones that looked like the sugar versions but weren't. So for me, it's puffed wheat that isn't doesn't have any sugar on it. I remember eating that and puffed rice when I was a kid. Puffed rice is the worst. That that is the worst cereal. Puffed rice is, is that the supposed worst to be a cereal. rice crispy with no sugar? No, it's it's very different. It tastes like uh packing peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst cereal, dude. It's the worst. It's genuinely the worst. And my my parents when we were kids. We were kids. We never bought box cereal. We bought cereal in bags because yeah. it was the cheaper Cheapest. cereal, right? So we used to get the bags of cereal. My mom would get a bag of those and a bag of the other ones. And when you pour them in, they're super light and like they like, those like are when, dust. You, when you pour the milk and they they actually start to float up because of the, <laughs> of the like, pressure. They're the pressure of the air lifts them up. They're so light. Oh my God. And then when you put the milk in there, they're just the saddest little. <laughs> they don't have any flavor. They just taste like a. They taste like something melting in your mouth and there's nothing to it. And you just like, it's just like the grossest. Is it worse than an unflavored rice cake? It tastes, it tastes just like an unflavored rice cake. Ugh. It tastes just like. That's a coaster. You put, but you put milk on it. Ugh. But it's just like chunks of that. Oh. So it's like light, fluffy chunks of an unflavored rice cake. It's really unflavored rice oh, cakes. It's really genuinely the worst. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's the worst. It's structural. That's the worst. That's the worst cereal I've ever had. Is that? But I, I, I even like like shredded wheat. Like I've oh, I love shredded. Like, shredded wheat. wheat is great. I've shredded wheat in my house. So I guess yeah. I have had cereal because I. I give it to my kids yeah. and I'll just stand there and snack on it dry. Yeah. It's delicious. I, yeah, I love shredded wheat.